It's time for Rhema for Today. Is used here where it said he's touched. He had compassion with our feeling of our infirmities. Thank God he still has compassion. He's no less compassionate now than he was then. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on God's Healing Mercies series on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now then, Notice again there in John 16, we read part of the 7th verse. I want you to read the 13th through the 15th verse. Let's see something about the spirit that's to come. See, Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It's best. It's profitable for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comfort not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now notice the 13th verse of that same 16th chapter of John. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, verse 14. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, he shall take a mine and show it unto you. Now, notice, among the things that he said the Spirit would do, is that when the spirit of truth is come, he shall glorify me, Jesus said, didn't he? That's one of the works of the spirit of God. When he is come, he'll glorify me. Now, I like something again here, just the way Brother Bosworth says it. He said, could the spirit glorify Christ to the sick by telling them that the age of miracles is past, or that Jesus, since his exaltation, has withdrawn or modified his ministry to the sick after Jesus himself promised that the works and greater works actually than he did would be done during this age. He went on to say, has the Spirit come to magnify Christ by modifying his ministry to the sick and suffering while he is their high priest, directly contrary to the glorifying of the God of Israel in Decapolis that was occasioned by the healing of the multitudes. Brother Bosworth said, if so, then the not uncommon practice of praying for the sick to have fortitude and patience to bear their afflictions instead of praying the prayer of faith for their healing is right. But thank God, we have the right to pray the prayer of faith for healing. Now then, Brother Bosworth went on to say, it is since he became our high priest that he speaks from heaven seven times, saying, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Brother Bosworth said, men are saying much today which the Spirit has never said. And which is the opposite of what he does say. 
And then he went on to give us a few things that the Spirit says for the purpose of glorifying Christ. Now, notice some of them. Hebrews 2.17, for instance. Here's what the Spirit's saying, because the writer of Hebrews is writing under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, isn't he? All right, what is the Spirit saying about Christ and to glorify him? Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful, and again, the Greek word is also translated compassionate, a merciful or compassionate and faithful high priest. Now, we've already brought out this fact that both the words merciful and compassionate are given as the meaning of the Greek adjective translated merciful in this passage. Now, this verse has no reference to Christ's compassion as manifested during his earthly ministry. It refers only to his ministry from heaven now and to the fact that his incarnation was to the end that he might show compassion as our high priest after his return to heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Brother Barsworth went on to say, all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day that he was taken up is what, because of his unchanging compassion, he promised would continue to be greater after he went away. Now the Spirit further glorifies Christ by saying he is now touched with our infirmities. Hebrews 4. You were there in Hebrews 2? Well, look at Hebrews 4. 15. 4.15 For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Now uh, the word touched there in the Greek same word same word, touched, is translated have compassion in Hebrews 10, 34. Now notice what it said, Hebrews 10, 34. For he had compassion of me and my bonds. For he had compassion. The same Greek word is used here where it said he's touched. He had compassion with our feeling of our infirmities. Thank God, he still has compassion. He's no less compassionate now than he was then. Now, again, notice what the Spirit's saying here in the fifth chapter of Hebrews. Speaking of Christ and him as our high priest, who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself also is com compassed with infirmity. Then here in Hebrews 13 chapter and 8th verse, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. If he is the same today as he was yesterday, if he is the same exalted, our high priest, 
at the right hand of the Father, then he's just as full of compassion now as he was when he walked the shores of Galilee. He's just as full of compassion as he was and mercy as he was when as he departed thence from Jericho and as these two blind men cried out, have mercy on us, thou son of David. And he stopped and asked the question, what will you that I do unto you? And they said that we might receive our sight. And he had compassion or mercy on them and healed them. If he's the same now as he was then, hallelujah, praise God, then he's still full of compassion, isn't he? And the text here in Hebrews says that he is. Brother Bosworth went on to say, we should worship him because of his compassion. Because his compassion is the same today. And because as he looked upon all of our infirmities, or looks upon all of our infirmities, he is still moved with compassion and yearns to help us. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, when you get folks to see that, it's no problem at all to get them healed. I said, when you get folks to see that. I say very often, and I have said very often to people, I've, I've said this to you before, I'll say it again. In years gone by, and times gone by, particularly as a pastor where I could spend more time with them, and I was there with them nearly every day, I would start out with them sometimes by saying, you know, the Lord wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. They'd almost look at you, you know, in astonishment you said that. He wants you to be well more than you want to be well. He yearns to heal you. You know what some of them, born-again, spirit-filled people, that if you ask, do you believe in divine healing? Oh, yes, yes, our church believes in it. Well, you know, just because your church believes in it don't mean you're going to get it. Amen, isn't that right? Amen. Yes, sir, believe in divine healing. Yes, sir. But then when you'd tell them this, they'd say, without thinking, just blurt it out loud, I, I wish I could believe that. I wish I could believe that. See, they wish they could believe that the Lord wanted to heal them. They don't even know that the Lord wants to heal them. Well, how are you going to get them to see that? Only one way. Only one way. That just keep giving them the word. Just hold them up against it. Praise God, just hold them up against it. Against the word, you see. And I've done that again and again and again. Sometimes when people were really bad off, sometimes you have to lay hold of their spirit with your spirit. Now, you can control the situation if they're there. It's difficult to do this. In fact, it's virtually impossible at a distance. But if you're there with them, you can't hold their spirit here. Keep it from departing. Just lay hold of their spirit with your spirit. So what do you mean by that? Well, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But, uh, but you can do it. And then, you see, continue to give them the word until you can get them in agreement with you. And you'll only have to do that in a few cases because most of the time you'd get to them if it's your own members, but you'd get to them right on the beginning before they were too far advanced in, in the physical conditions that would take their life. But a time or two, you just had to lay hold of their spirit with your spirit. And then the only way you could help them or you would eventually have to release their spirit and let them go. Now, a time or two, these weren't any of my members, but they were people, that I had to release their spirit eventually and let them go because you could have kept them here in that state for many days and weeks and that wouldn't have been wise. They were Christians and better for them to go on home. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three-CD series, Discovering Jesus by Kenneth Hagen. Next in this offer is a CD from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled, Christ the Deliverer. All this for the special price of $18. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We have a special day coming up. Mm-hmm. It's called International Rhema Day, yes. Sunday, May the 3rd. Yes. And somebody said, well, what is International Rhema Day? Well, it's a day that we've set aside, and we've been doing this for several years now, where individuals, groups, and churches are invited to participate with Rhema for that one day with praying for Rhema. We have yes. 256 campuses in 51 nations and support Rhema with a financial gift mm-hmm. and then to tell others about Rhema That's right. and, and get students here, people that you think that would benefit from coming to Rhema. Yes. That's what International Rhema Day is all about. If you want to know more about it, you can go to rhema.org slash IRD yes. and find out all about it. But we would welcome you as an individual, as a group of people, or as a church to get involved with us on International Rhema Day, and I want to thank you ahead of time for doing that. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.